Samad fakes the shot, drops it to Lazat. His shot misses wide. Puck played by Dersey, but it's taken by Bowers. He'll try to clear, has trouble doing so. Dersey keeps it in, and the power play works it across. Lazat in front, they score! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Bukaji throws a no-look pass that finds Lazat tape to tape. He sends it ahead off the wall. Asimov will win the icing race, so he gets back behind the goal. He's back behind the net. Nice pass off to the apron of the goal to himself. He shoots and scores. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Hockey is back. I don't care about the countdowns. I don't care about opening night. I watched three full 60-minute hockey games in person in the last four days, and I loved every minute of it. I don't care about the outcomes. Camp opens on Friday. The preseason starts next Tuesday. The longest summer in recent memory is over as far as I'm concerned. A few weeks ago when I heard that Johan Sudergren was set to play in North America, I reached out to Sixten Funquist, the Swedish journalist who broke the news, to talk about the Swedish prospect. Uh, That conversation wound up being about all the Swedish prospects in the Kings uh, program, and you'll hear it after a brief chat with the Athletics' Corey Pronman, who walked me through his prospect ranking process. Joining me now from the Athletic, prospects writer Corey Pronman. How are you doing today, Corey? Doing well. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, uh, Kings fans waited all summer in eager anticipation uh, (laughs) of your ranking of the prospect pool. If I'm not mistaken, you had them at fourth. Um, can you walk us through your process, just a real overview of, of how you reach that number? Well, it's you know, from years of, of watching and learning about these players. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I spend all year either traveling to games, watching games on video, talking to sources about these players, and you just have to spend a lot of time trying to stack each individual up in each organization, and then you can kind of put the full picture together. And I think with the Kings, after you kind of put their system against everybody else's, you see it's the top of the system is is deep and talented. Uh, you know, there's quite a few players in that organization who think you could at least reasonably project to not only make the Kings at some point down the line, but to play semi-important to important roles within that lineup. And when you look, you know, just look down that system and how many of those guys they have you know i think it's a a, a a very reasonable argument a top five system could have argued even a top three system obviously yesterday's game against the ducks featured a number of players for the ducks with nhl experience who don't even qualify as rookies anymore yeah. um having said that was there anything that you saw from the king's prospect pool that either impressed you or disappointed you i think what we saw yesterday was kind of uh, you see how young how so many of those players are. You mentioned the players within the NHL lineups for the, the Ducks, and a lot of the guys weren't very old, but like Terry Steele uh, were in their twenties. Lundstrom is going to be twenty is going to be twenty in the NHL probably next year. Same thing with with Comtois, and I think the Kings at least where they are in their rebuild. It's still I think in the early stages of their rebuild. There's a few more years of having to try and probably collect high-end talent and see these guys get a little bit older. I mean, you know, Kupari's still a teenager, Callie's a teenager, Bjornfoot's a teenager, Fajimo's a teenager, Kill Thomas, you know, these are guys who, while all very talented players, still need time to develop. That's not even getting to Alex Turcotte, who obviously is, is 18 as well and couldn't be here due to collegiate eligibility. Uh, so I think, you know, you'll see this group grow over the next year or two, and then when they're all, you know, like say like a guy who's like Kupari, who's like dynamic, but a little bit, you know, not the sh- 
you know, the bulkiest guy given his stage and his physical development, you hope these guys will kind of grow into true professional hockey players. You mentioned Kupari and not having a ton of bulk on him. Obviously, the move in the league and certainly in the Kings' focus is to move more towards speed and skill and to move away from that heavy grinding cycling game. And yet, yesterday we saw the benefit of a Ducks team with maybe an extra inch and an extra 20 pounds. But he, you know he's six oh six one. Like it's gonna come. The kid's still he's still a teenager, and I mean like you said he he is full of speed and skill. I mean he, that that guy plays the game at a hundred miles an hour, and he makes plays uh, when he is on the move. And I think you know I'm not sure he's ever gonna be like a high end physical player. He's not gonna be like Max Jones or Maxime Comtois in terms of that kind of physicality. But I think when he's 21, 22, I think he'll be able to handle himself fine. How important is building a prospect base? If you put every team in the league on a five-year plan, let's say, yeah. what just to make up a number, what percentage uh, of importance would you say having a deep prospect base is on building a contender? It's I, I'm not sure how to answer that question specifically, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's very important in a, in a league with a salary cap where you can't always get your your high impact players externally. Uh, to be able to get cheap players who can perform for your organization. Uh, most of the top contenders of the, of the salary cap era, whether they were Stanley Cup champions or not, built a considerable part of their, organiza- of their team through the draft or other ways of acquiring prospects. Um, so, you know, I, it's, it's incredibly important, and, and the Kings have said as much that, that you know, that's, their prospect pool is going to be a very important part of their future. You know, will all of these guys pan out? You know, maybe, you know, they, probably not all of those top prospects will become important NHL players, but if they're ever going to be a contender again, they're going to need Turcotte to be, you know, a real impact player. They're going to need guys like Bjornfoot and, and Clegg and Mikey Anderson to at least, probably at least two of those guys become legitimate top four defensemen. They're going to need Kapari and Kaliev and, and Akil Thomas to at least two, hopefully three of those guys become at least top nine, if not top six forwards. Um, and if that doesn't happen, they're not going to become a contender again. Looking around the league, um, who are you most excited to see make the leap into the NHL this season? From the Kings or in general? In general. Thank you. In terms of most most exciting, I mean, I think you look at you're gonna look at the Calder race this year. You're probably looking at you know Hughes, Kako, McCarr, and Quinn Hughes, and um, Boatman, Jack Hughes, and Quinn Hughes. So, I mean, those four guys are you know what we think of like as an impact talent, like the exciting guys, the ones who you know we're we're hoping to see you know enter the league and be and become truly exciting players. There's gonna be a, probably a guy outside of that who's will probably find his way into the Calder race, probably an older player. But you know those four guys, I think, will make for a very exciting discussion around the Calder, uh, at least very early in the season. Well, for all Kings fans, I want to say thank you for giving us some positive news this summer and ranking them number four. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, if the season goes, I think, as most realistic people expect it to go, I presume they will remain in that spot again next summer. Here's hoping. Thanks very much, Corey. (laughs) Sure thing. Thank you. Joining me now all the way from Linköping, Sweden. I'm sure I said that wrong, and I apologize. Sixton Funquist, how are you doing today, Sixton? I'm fine, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Did I say that wrong? No, you got it. Pretty okay. accurate. It's, it's a different, uh, difficult uh, pronunciation uh, for most English speakers. Dumb, dumb Americans. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. I love you, Americans. <laughs> for anybody who's curious <laughs> as to why 
the city is important. It is the the city where Johan Sodergren uh, played hockey for the last two seasons and one game in the 2016-17 season, and he will be joining most likely the Ontario Reign this season, uh, a uh, six-round draft pick in the 2018 NHL entry draft. But before we get talking about him, we wanted to start out with uh, the bulk of the Swedish prospects in the Kings system. So we're going to start with a, a guy that I think a lot of Kings fans are expecting to spend a considerable amount of time on the Kings roster this year, and that is Carl Grunström, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, you're getting there. Uh, so Sixton, what By can the you end tell of the us? Season, you'll be fluent <laughs> yes, yeah, well, we'll see. Sixton, what can you tell us about Carl Grunström and his game and his chances well, of making the NHL? Well, Carl uh, Grundström, as we say in Swedish, mm-hmm. and uh, Jakob Moviarare, and uh, also Samuel Fagamo, which we will get to later. They're all from uh, before they left uh, Sweden. They played for Frölunda, so uh, they've got the same sort of uh, education before leaving for North America. Carl is uh, is a, a talented guy. He didn't get the chance in 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 the Leafs organization, obviously, but he performed. Fairly well in the AHL, and I'm, I'd say he'd, he'd have a well decent chance of playing, and also making perhaps top nine, not top six, but probably a top nine role. Yeah, I, Just, I would, I would. I, I mean, thought, he played. He was on the. Him. I guess he was. You could say he was on the second line when he got called up for his 15 game yeah. stint last season. And he had a he, he had a decent outing as well, scoring six points, and uh, also I uh, just. Uh, Checked him out before before talking to you, Jesse, and uh, he had a nice nice bit of uh, uh, performance in in uh, in the AHL for for the rain as well. And I'm, I expect with with the Kings being where they are right now, uh, it's not a matter of when. Oh, sorry, uh, if it's a matter of when he plays full time in the NHL, I'd say. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, he also spent 42 games uh, with the Marlies last season, scoring 29 points before the trade. Um, I think. The issue with Grunstrom, sorry, Grunstrom has more to do with uh, with other bodies in his way. And, you know, because he is young, I, I I could be wrong. He could start the season with the Kings. I have a sneaking suspicion he will start the season with the Reign, but will finish the season with the Kings. Um, yeah, most that's probably what I'd say as well, even though anything can happen during camp mm-hmm. and in the coming weeks. But, but uh, uh, well, it's basically up to him, which we'll get to later, but... As far as I know, the, the Kings have said to pretty all, pretty much all the younger guys, it's up to them whether they want to make it to the NHL or not. So, Speaking of uh, two younger guys, the Kings drafted uh, two more Swedes this year, and we've been seeing highlights of them on Twitter. We've been getting little news clippings about, you know, that they've signed their entry-level contracts. The Kings want control over where they play this year. But it has been said that they're l- likely headed back uh, to Frölunda and and Jurgarden uh, back in the SHL. I'm talking, of course, about Samuel Fagomo and Tobias yeah. Bjornfut. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us? We'll start with uh, Fagomo. What can you tell us about uh, about his game? I'd say his upside is well, sky's the limit if if he just can stay healthy and and, and continue his development. He's a very talented guy. Uh, I, he scored somewhere along 40 points last season. Yeah, he had 42 points. Sorry, 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 sorry. That was 42 games. So he had 14 <laughs> goals and 11 assists. I'm terribly sorry. My notes are not that good uh, in, in the regular season. Then he went on to score 10 goals, uh, 10 points in 16 games in the playoffs for Fralunda um, on their way to the title. So Fagamo is uh, his upside is sky's the limit. 
there was some conversation I, about how he was used or how he was being used in a is it preseason now over in the SHL? Yeah, it's preseason, yeah. Okay, so there was he scored a goal and there was a conversation I saw online about his line mates for that goal and and it, that it sort of implied he might be used as a fourth liner. Um I know the Kings want to control um and I apologize for not being intimately familiar with the structure of the Swedish leagues and how players are called up and sent down. Um, <clears throat> but they want to control whether or not the, the two of them play on the major SHL team or, or on the like yeah. under 20 teams where, how is he used? How is Fagamo deployed? Is he a, you know, top, top six, top nine, middle six. What's, what's his role on his uh, SHL team? At, at least top nine, but I'd say, well, Frelunda is pretty stacked. They're, they're, uh, a very good team in one in terms of individual players so the competition is pretty fierce mm-hmm. uh, so that would probably make him move uh, in between lines and he might it, i wouldn't be surprised if he'd be first line material for a stint like five or six teams and then sure. slotted back down the the lineup because their the, the coach is he, he doesn't uh, wait around when something's wrong he'll try to fix it pretty much right away and uh, so there will be Shuffling, I'd say in Ferlunda, but there, there's there's stack team. So if he doesn't play top line minutes, don't be don't be uh, discouraged about that because that's just Ferlunda as as they are right now. And they are the league champions, correct? They are, yeah. So to have a 19 year old contributing well enough to be considered a lock for top nine on a on a championship team, that's yeah, that's I'd pretty say, good. Yeah. I'd say. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, he's he's <laughs> awesome. And then look, just watching him play like. Obviously, we have a bigger rink here. Uh, the ice is bigger, and he gets he gets more space. But mm-hmm. his his technique and his skill close in when it comes to close quarters is is amazing. So uh, yeah, I think, I'm looking forward to watching him actually this season. I think I saw a clip on Twitter of him scoring on a penalty shot the other day. Yeah, um, yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> His club stick skills is uh, something else. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... Um, yeah, here it is. Uh, oh, no, that's December. Well, maybe I didn't see it. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was him. And it, was, it wasn't... It was I mean, pa- to, to refer to it as Pavel Datsuk-esque is a little, you know... It's pushing it. It's but, high, yeah, but, it's hyperbole, but I mean, it was it was way more deceptive than I had expected based on the highlights I had previously seen. You know, he sort of leaned to the left, but then he, you know, his path sort of wound towards the right face-off circle, but his shot was, you know, he I think he's a left shooter, right? And and yeah. he really really fooled the goalie, so I'm excited about that. Uh, that was the second round pick. The first round pick, Tobias Bironfoot, uh, a defenseman. Uh, from Jurgarden, is that am I how, how, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what can you tell us about the the defenseman whose name literally translates to barefoot? Yeah, loving the name. Uh, <laughs> it, it, last last season, he played a bit of a sheltered role in the SHL, only playing seven games, but in the what we call G twenty J twenty. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, that would be the juniors. He had a he had an, ex- an excellent season. He's one heck of a pro- uh, prospect, and he'll probably do a bit of both this season as well. Uh, doing, I'd say, uh, my my guess would be he'll, he'll play mostly in the SHL, but I can be I could be wrong. 
uh, looking at his elite prospects page, he's uh, put down for both the under-20 and also the SHL team. He did score a goal in their first preseason game against Linköping, actually, winning the game, I think, 4 nothing. Um and I'll, I'll say he didn't score any points last season in the SHL, only playing seven games in the regular season and four playoff games. But, I mean, he, he had 11 goals and, and 11 assists in 39 games in the under-20s. And, and then adding to that another three points in their playoffs for, uh, for seven games. His, his, his upside is amazing. And uh, if he doesn't make the NHL next season, he'll probably play in Ontario. That's my guess. Because I, if I were the Kings, I wouldn't want to wait yeah well i think he's the one they're they're real concerned about as far as which league he plays and what you got was it the j20 yeah the j20 yeah yeah i mean i think i think at this point the king's main priority is getting as much high level competition for as many of the prospects as possible which is which is kind of why i think a guy like grunstrom if he's not going to be a top six guy in la I think they'd rather, you know, and again, this is just speculation on my part, but I think they'd rather have him getting top six minutes in Ontario rather than, you know, bottom six minutes yeah. in LA. And same with Bjorn, Bjornfoot, right? If he's going to play on the J20. Yeah. And yeah. and go, for, for a young guy coming over from Sweden, they always have to adapt to the smaller, smaller rink and mm-hmm. smaller eye surface and just playing in the NHL, uh, sorry, AHL for, for amount of time would do that pretty swiftly so i can imagine the kings wanting pretty much anyone coming over now just to get adapted to bring the king for kings forward in i don't know a season two seasons three seasons a uh, season from now and bjornfoot obviously is one of them now what kind of i mean i've seen some highlight uh clips where he's setting guys up for goals is he how would you how would you define his game is he a defensive defenseman offensive defense no, no. i'd say i'd say he's a he's a more of a hybrid he he can he can lead the rush, he can he can come away with the puck from his own zone and also set up, uh, breaking out the play, which is something I'd say the Kings need <laughs> going forward. <laughs> <You know>. um, <laughs> so I think it's slot his slot in pretty nicely in the in the modern era of the NHL. It's a typical, yeah, he's a, he's a good skater and uh, I mean he, if he can break out the puck and, and and lead the rush as a defenseman in the NHL, you got lots of things going and that's where I think he's headed. To the other side of the spectrum, when it comes to skating, uh, let's briefly talk about uh, Jacob Mouvrade. Um, yeah, hailed as having the greatest hockey IQ of his draft class. Um, yeah, but not a good skater. Um, no, and <laughs> although he 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 said himself he he he's been developing quite nicely in Fralunda over the past well season, uh, especially in, uh, um, in the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he scored seven points in regular season, four of them goals. That's for 42 games. And then he had uh, six points in 16 games uh, in, the, in the playoffs. I actually had a look at him because everyone <clears throat> seems to be, be describing him as a as a, a prospect with a high upside offensively, but more likely to turn out to be uh, a solid defensive uh, mm-hmm. D-man. But he's got a shot that's, I, he could probably score a few goals like on a power play. I don't know. I can't. I cannot find his power play ice time. I can look it up for you if you want. But, but judging by things with this current, I don't want to say lack of skating, but not top-notch skating, he'd, he'd probably look 
he's probably looking like a defensive defensive man right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he's listed at six foot two, one hundred and ninety eight pounds. He's yeah. left. He's a left shooting defenseman, which you know, unfortunately for him, the Kings now have Mikey Anderson, Marcus Phillips, um, Bjornfoot, um, you know, as well as Forbert Martinez, Ryan McDermott, and then down yeah. in Ontario, they have Ryan Stanton and uh, and Max Gottlieb, I think. Um, so I mean, they're a little bit overloaded at left D. So I mean, he's got to make a name for himself. But it's 2016 draft pick. And if his hockey IQ is as high as people say it is, he should be able to at least um, fight for a spot. Now he played; he also played uh, on Ferlunda and presumably won a championship with the with the team. How is he used on that team? Was he a bottom pairing, middle pairing? That, to be honest, I, I'm not fairly sure um, because because I I I forgot. To be honest, that's a, the, no, that's last fine. Season, <laughs> last season is so it, it's kind of far away, but but just moving forward for him, what's to come this season? This season, he said himself, he, he wanted to stay in Sweden to get more more experience, uh, continue his development. He said his development over the past year has been well, second to none in, in his career, which is what you should be looking for right now. He's only twenty one years old, mm-hmm. and and I think every now and then I just pause looking at prospects because when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, you're pretty much still a kid. Even look at, take Puglia Yarby, for example. He'll be back yep. for sure if he's not injured. And I mean, if uh, Moverare, uh, sorry, using the English translation, <laughs> uh, stays in Sweden for another two or three years, he'll still not be 25 coming over and that would be. Oh, you're drifting out there. Oh, am I? Am I? You're back now. Oh, my mic. Sorry, dude. No problem. Yeah, but if if he if he stays in Sweden for another couple of years and continues development, maybe get his skating going again or get his skating going, coming over at 23 or 24, I mean, he's still pretty young to make a name for himself in North America. So, so that'll, that'll bring us uh, to the to the person that you spoke to and the person that I reached out to you yeah. about initially, and that is Johan Sodergren. Um, yes. Not a high draft pick, but he was even referenced the other night at the LA Kings season ticket holder event as a guy who was taken in one of the later rounds. He was a sixth round pick, but who they think might wind up being, you know, sort of a hidden gem. And they were talking about yes. the, the value of picks like that. He's 19 years old. He's six foot three, 200 pounds. Um, 205, actually. Sorry, 205. Uh, yeah. He only, quote unquote, only scored 13 points in 42 games last year on Linchoping. Uh, but yes. what can you tell us about Johan Sodergren? Why should Kings fans be excited about him? Let's start with the points because Linchoping had a roller coaster season. They started very well, very well, but they were on the PDO bender. Uh, it was pretty obvious to anyone watching that it wouldn't last, and it didn't. They, I think they were unbeaten in the first 10 games. We play 52 games here, so it's a major part of the season. Mm-hmm. But still, after after Christmas, I think they won two games in 20-plus games and finished pretty outside of the playoffs. And uh, after Christmas, also, uh, Johan Sadegran, his performance as, with it, as, as the team in general uh, kind of uh, sank back a bit. And uh, so... 
using that as a like a foundation for what I'm about to tell you about Johan, I think you should be very excited. Uh, he's still only 19 years old. He's had a quick rise to the top, if you want to use that kind of reference. Um, he played one game in the 16-17 season for Linköping in the SHL, 20 games in the following season, and then a 42-game uh, season last year. Um, he's he, he started off his season a bit. I think I used the word whimsical when when we spoke, <laughs> or, or did, yeah. rather when we when we tweeted. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he was like a you know, um, in Sweden we call it being a puppy. Like he, he he didn't know quite where to go and what to do, and he was maybe out of his depth a bit. Mm-hmm. But he he thought he, he not. Not not as a player, but maybe as a person. I think it went pretty quickly for him to getting SHL status full time, and he kind of didn't catch up. He said himself that after Christmas and especially after World Juniors, a lot of it was in his head. It was uh, knowing he already by then he knew the Kings wanted him to come over already for this coming season, and he kind of kind of got out of way in, uh, it kind of interfered with his chain of thought I think and sure. also in, and his, his 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 play in general but having said that Johan is uh, a decent skater he said himself he wanted to improve his skating his physical abilities are very good I'd say uh, board play excellent and also I know he's been uh, touted as a good player along the boards by the Kings already um, he he should improve his shot a bit, and we'll get to that shooting camp in a second, I suppose. But I think he he might be a hitting gem. Yeah, drafted 165th overall. It's uh, it could be a steal. Yeah. Let's get back to the the notion of talking about him as uh, being whimsical or a puppy. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that you you mean that he has a sort of a lot of energy, you know, good mood but maybe a little bit hard to focus or, or point in a specific direction. And, you know, obviously yeah, a comes bit. from youth well, and enthusiasm. Was, yeah, in, at first. But he found his his uh, his stride pretty quickly, I'd say, 15, 20 games in. He wasn't established as a SHL player. And I think with him knowing what to do the coming season, where to be, he knows he'll be in the Kings organization. He knows he'll be in, in L.A., hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think knowing that everything around him is, has settled, he'll, he can focus on his game, and uh, I think it it'll make him perform at a higher level. Yeah, I think he'll he might not be top scorer or for that matter top five, but he'll be a useful player uh, breaking in, breaking into the zone, getting up uh, up close with the goalies and along the board. <laughs> yeah, you win, mentioned win. you mentioned the board play. He's six yeah. foot six foot three, two hundred and five. Does he use that body? I mean, can he hit guys at open ice, or is he? He more... can. He can. But but he's he's. I'd say he's very good at stealing the puck, mm-hmm. using his stick, winning the puck over, and uh, he could actually use his body a bit more. Okay. And I think that they will focus on that, getting him to use the body, especially along the boards, because he is quite heavy, but he's also quite fast. So he should be able to hit, get the puck, move on. And uh, I think you'll see a bit more of that in the coming season. Well, I have said that the Ontario Reign season might be more exciting than the LA Kings season uh, this year. And, and Sodogran is one of those players I'm really, really excited to see spend uh, spend the year in Ontario. So let's talk about that shooting camp. You had a chance yeah. to, to talk to Johan uh, earlier last week, correct? 
uh yeah it might have been two weeks ago i can't remember yeah we spoke uh i've spoken to him a few times this summer um uh, he's been based in stockholm most of the time but he still has some connections in lean shopping so he's been here doing some practices and stuff so we, we met up and uh i was kind of curious because he told me about this shooting camp at the previous interview he was head, headed over and he didn't quite know what what it what it was and I, <laughs> yeah you, you you mentioned it to me and i said what's a shooting camp and you <laughs> yeah you, you said i don't know what's a shooting camp uh, no we couldn't figure it out so it's uh, literally a shooting camp they practiced for um about an hour or two hours a day every other day for five or six days uh starting at 7 30 a.m and finishing by 10 shooting slap shots snapshots wristers different angles backhands all that and uh, there were four or five trainers or coaches there with the guys. And what Johan told me was that it was most, mostly AHL players and uh, a few NHLers as well. Of, although I lost the names of them, I can look it up later. <laughs> um, but but, but what, what fascinated me was I, 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 I visualized it as, you know, someone practicing a golf swing. And there was a golf pro standing next to the guy, just coming with pointers. And that was really the the whole thing. They could call a player over and go, Johan, what? Why are you shooting like this? And how? And then they just, but if you do like this instead, what will happen? And all that. So it was very detailed. Johan told me. Um, he he got feedback on his swing for the slap shot, especially when he loaded up the slap shot. They thought he could lower his stick a bit, not extending it to the sky and back, basically. So it was a lot of things. And he said, well, obviously, obviously he can't, nothing changes overnight, but the pointers were very good. And he was quite impressed with the whole setup. And this was a Kings uh, camp, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Kings prospects, Kings coaches uh, done yes. out in uh, Stockholm, you said? No, in Los Angeles. Oh, in Los Angeles. Oh, oh. Somehow, yeah, he, he from somehow I thought the camp took place in your... Wow. All right. I need to sort <laughs> no that problem. Out. All right. Well, that makes a lot more sense to me. In my mind, I thought, wow, <laughs> like, that's impressive. The Kings are sending a whole coaching regimen out to uh, to Sweden. But uh, no, okay. I guess he's already out the whole, and the, Most of the goalies were there. Jonathan Quick was there a couple of days. And, well, the AHL goal was obviously getting a, a nice practice as well. So... It was pretty good, he said, and uh, he had the afternoons off, so he went house hunting. Yeah, great. Okay, so so uh, so we expect to see him in Ontario, as you say. He can use the body, good on the boards, big, fast, fast. Yeah, riser. he should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes me curious is if he actually can can control his emotions, not not swinging away and going all mental but <laughs> he's still 19 years old sure he hasn't really played a full season with playoffs in sweden he hasn't i mean it's it's gone pretty quickly so if he doesn't perform right away i think you, you need to be a bit patient uh, as a king's fan but i still think he's a steal at 165 and he he, he might even get to, to dip his toes in the nhl this season, I mean, if the Kings start off poorly and they can, they want to try some some prospects out. Joe might for sure get the chance. Well, it's you know, I'm, like I said, he was referenced specifically by name at the State of the Franchise event the other night. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I believe it was Nelson Emerson that brought him up. And I've come to believe that if Nelson Emerson mentions a guy by name, you should keep your eye on him. So <laughs> I'm excited to see Johan Sodegren. Uh, Sixton, I want to thank you for joining me all the way from Sweden. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. I hope I didn't mess up your language. Nah, all <laughs> much. please. You were great. A bunch of turns of phrase hidden in there that I was not expecting. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm the one who's butchering the pronunciation of all these guys' names. But uh, hopefully we can talk to you as the season goes on about some of the prospects still playing out in Sweden. For sure, for sure. I'll Actually, um, I'll, I might try to look some of them up when they come through link shopping and do some pieces on them. I do have a piece on Sodogran on NHL.com. It's the Swedish website. But Google Translate should do the trick. <laughs> and if you want to follow him, that's at Funkvist, F-U-N-Q-V-I-S-T. Sixton, thank you again. Thank you, Jason.